Someone who has been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Oh, happy day. All that good stuff that I usually say. Wow, that actually turned out to rhyme, <laughs> and I didn't even plan to do that. <laughs> well, I usually like to start out with greeting people and saying hi, um, and I usually say that this is a day that the Lord has made and that I am rejoicing and that I am glad in it. I know that it's not a happy day for all. I know that somewhere in the world someone is dealing with uh tragedy or loss or stress of some kind. I know that um, there's been flooding in the Houston area. I saw um, some articles about that about three days ago. I know that that, that a cyclone hit uh, Mozambique a couple weeks ago. I even saw something yesterday when Chris and I went out to dinner for Mother's Day um, that there was some flooding in our local area, and it's wreaking havoc. Um, So when I say, oh, happy day, I don't mean that insensitively. I know that some things happen, and um, we are not always happy. Um, But in general, I just like to greet people with a smile and try to encourage them. Um, Believe it or not, God is not always, um, how do I say this? I hope you understand what I mean when I say this. Um, Our happiness, quote unquote, is not always God's top priority. Um, He he is very concerned about everyone's individual needs, but sometimes the word happiness um, may not fit with what God is doing in your life at the time. Um, Happiness is a state of being. And that encompasses things like contentment and pleasure, um, feeling cheerful, cheerfulness, feeling glee, um, you know, so that that's kind of like that upbeat feeling like all is well. So I'm not necessarily even meaning that when I say, oh, happy day. Um, <laughs> it could be that and it may not be that. But anyway, when... Um, when when uh, happiness 
when happiness is is going on, it's a good thing. But um, God doesn't want us all to be happy in all situations. He doesn't want us to be happy, especially if our happiness is derived from an evil place. If we're happy, you know, because that we're involved in some behavior that is that is going to be harmful to us in the long run or harmful to us in the end, then God is not concerned about us being happy in that state or in that condition. If we're happy, you know, because we um, just robbed the bank and we got away with it, you know, and you got a loot of $100,000 <laughs> and the person is, you know, like slapping fives and saying, we did it, we did it, you know, that's, not true happiness okay so that's the point that i'm kind of trying to make um god is concerned about us being happy when we're in right relationship with him though you know he wants our happiness to derive and come from a a good place um he desires to brood over us like a chick that broods over her her hens you know, her little chicklings, you know, and just covers them and protects them. Um, he does desire to do that. He wants to provide us with um, good things. And when I say good things, I'm talking about the things that he determines are good. Today, my goodness, many people are calling what is good evil and what is evil good. So I have to quantify that and say that. He wants to provide us with good things um, according to his righteousness, according to his ways. He wants to honor us um, in that his glory shines through us, okay? That when people look at us, and when I say us, I'm referring to Christians who are truly believers. I'm talking about born again blood-washed, been converted, (laughs) been converted. So many are wearing the title of Christian nowadays, and there's been no conversion in their lives. There's been no transformation in their lives. They don't feel uncomfortable living in sin. You know, there's no guilt, no shame, no conviction about continuing to live in sin. Well, When you're born again, you are a new creature, and those old things do pass away. And if you sin, you feel concerned about it. You feel convicted about it. And you go back to the Father, and you get it straight, okay? So having said all of that, that leads me into my topic for tonight. I am going to be talking to you tonight about fashion. You say, what? (laughs) Yes, I'm going to be talking to you about fashion, being clothed appropriately as a child of God, whether you're a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, being clothed appropriately as a child of God. And you will see how that ties into my intro um, pretty soon. I want to give my t- my my hubby a chance to say hey, um, because I I can easily just 
you know, hit the ground with two feet and start running and jump jump into my subject. So I want to say hey to my handsome hubby. How's it going, Christopher? Going well. Hey, hey, back at you. Hey, hey. Praise the Lord. All right. All right, then. Well, you ready for this, dear? I'm ready. You going to have my back? <laughs> got your back. You got you got my back. All right. Well, the topic of fashion. Let's talk about fashion. Guess what? God does have a dress code for his people. I hate to bust some people's bubble, but he really really does. I know that this has become a big no-no in mainstream churches. I know that most modern ministries don't address the topic, and if they do, they address it very um, very loosely and very lightly. They don't even want to touch on it because it became such an area of offense at some, at some point in time. Um, it became an area of offense to a lot of people who wanted to rebel against what the Word of God has to say about these things. I mean, the the standards actually came from God's Word, okay? The standards that some of the older churches, like, like the church that I came up in, I came up in the Church of God in Christ, and um, their Pentecostal church, at least they, they were then, they were very, very, very strict about the dress code, um, to a point where they, I do have to admit, there were some legal legalistic issues. To a point where they were um, even cruel about it, um, where it was so confining sometimes. Till it was like uh, liberty in Christ. No, it felt more like um, being in prison, you know. And I know that 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 sparked some of this. Um, Rebellion, but I also know that what contributed to that rebellion too were people who wanted to be Christians, saying they wanted to be Christians, but they also wanted to conform to the ways of the world. People that wanted to minimize the standard, and they successfully did that. They successfully did that, and I believe that agenda was was um, something that Satan um, was behind. The enemy wanted to attack um, men and and women in these areas because, believe it or not, our fashion and our dress code is a reflection of our heart position and our commitment to the Lord. Um, it's no different than, uh, how should I, let me give you an example my husband and I were talking, my husband's prior military, he's retired military. I grew up as a military brat. My father was military. I've got brothers who were in the military. Um, when you join the military, they have a dress code. They have a dress code. I only got one minute, so I'm not going to be able to unpack this in one minute. But what I think I am going to do is ask my hubby to chime in when I come back what I'm going to say is that the military has a dress code and a standard and a requirement that they 
insist that you live by if you are in the military, okay? Most jobs have a dress code, okay? But for some reason, people started balking at the idea of God having a dress code. And I think we're going to a break. I don't hear the music yet, but I know that it's coming. <laughs> oh, I got 15 seconds. I rarely have extra time. <laughs> but people started balking at the idea that God would have a dress code. No, no, no. We want our flesh to be comfortable. There it is. More after the break. <laughs> the tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these equipping the saints ministries our mission is to equip and mature the people god calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls, and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. I am back. We are talking about fashion tonight. I am letting you know that God does have a dress code. I am a former 
fashion, uh, I won't say expert, but uh, at one time in my life, I actually had my own modeling agency. It was called Chanel Fashion and Entertainment. Um, And so I was very involved with fashion, and that was at a time before I was restored. I was a Christian, but I was not a mature Christian. I was growing in my walk and growing in my faith. Um, So um, I was very involved with fashion at the time, Uh, tried to approach it from a positive perspective. But um, even looking back on that, I can see where I was even coming up short. And I think that that is why this became such a passionate thing for me. When when my relationship with God was restored, and if y'all have read my book or know anything about my book, then you know my testimony and how that all happened. But when my relationship with God was restored, I began to seek the Lord and ask him some specific questions about this very topic because it was such a strict topic in my earlier upbringing, I wanted to know from the Lord myself, you know, what is your viewpoint on this? You know, because I want to please you. I want to please you. I don't want to half step. I don't want to fake it. You know, I don't want to be one foot in the world, one foot out, so forth and so on. But anyway, I'll come back to that because I was asking my hubby if he could give us the perspective from the military, you know, about the military dress code. So I'm going to ask Chris, can you tell us why does the military even bother to have a dress code? Well, um, from from the standpoint of the dress code, the military is all about order and consistency and being consistent and and the discipline and everything and the order everything falls in line but it, it has to it has to be that way from the beginning from the inception stages when you when you enter in the military in order to maintain the standard there's a standard and if they don't have a standard then people will come in and do whatever they want to do. So the first part of the military uh, at the gateway level is to strip you of your identity Mm. to the point where you take on their identity. So Mm. even with your name. I'm about to say amen. I'm about to say amen. Let me hold myself. Go ahead. (laughs) Even, Mm -hmm. Even as far as your name, you have to you get a you get an official title, hmm. like the army may get a private, and then your last name. Air Force, we get uh, airmen, and then your last name. So it's not about me, but it's about the the, the program. You know, it's 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 about the program and you becoming part of the program. So the uniform is necessary. So the the way everywhere you look. You see that you're a part of the program. You have reminders, and it it makes you and teaches you to be accountable for the program and not to bring embarrassment and anything. So you, so with that said, you're taught, 
you're given a uniform, but then you're taught how to wear it and how to maintain it and how to carry yourself because mm. it's not about you anymore. It's about the progress. Mm, 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 mm. My, 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 my. Did you unpack that so well? Because isn't that exactly why God's dress code is relevant? Isn't that exactly I'm asking you a question, Chris, but I'm also just asking out in the air. Like, okay, people come to the Lord, so so they say, and they say that they've been born again. They say that they're saved now. But yet they want to conform, to remain, I should say, connected and identified with the world. And if you don't look like him, if he has a standard, and you're supposed to follow his standard, then when someone sees someone that's of God, they should know it as soon as they see him rather than seeing somebody who has their own identity mm-hmm. but calling themselves a Christian. I see guys with fatigue shirts on, with the military name and the rank on them and everything, with regular clothes on, and it's a mixture. It doesn't fit, and that's a rebellious mindset. Mm-hmm. And everybody mm-hmm. who was in the military who had to go through something mm-hmm. sees that as a as as you know just as disrespect. Uh huh. Because if they knew what it took to wear the uniform, they wouldn't take it lightly and just throw it on with mm-hmm. regular clothes. Mhm. Mhm. So mm-hmm. it's disrespect to God. To say you're a Christian but walk around in your own identity looking how you want to look but putting his name on it. Yes. Yes. And the identity is that of a worldly, carnal reflection. Then you're, less, you're lessening his program. Yes. Yes. You're making his program fit you rather than you mm. conform to his program. Yes. Yes. I hope I answered yes. your question. Oh, my goodness, did you answer my question. You helped me. So if, if I don't get to anything else in my notes, you have said what needs to be said, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch hearts as they listen. Um, I was very troubled by this. I have been troubled by this for years now, but it seems like lately it's becoming more of a uh, of a disturbance to me because I look around and I'm not talking about people in in the world. I'm not talking about you know we I expect and God expects and He knows that a sinner is going to do what a sinner does. You know they're not identifying with Him. They don't know right from wrong in a righteous sense. Something that He's birthed in their hearts, but when His people. The Bible talks about when his people that are called by his name will humble themselves, pray, seek his face, turn from their wicked ways. Then he will hear from heaven. He will heal the land. The dress code is only a small part of what we're talking about. It's only a small part of being identified with Christ. The transformation has to take place in the heart first. Okay, but I'm here to tell you that your dress code, my dress code, a dress code is a reflection of 
person's heart position. Don't buy the lie and don't try to lie and say that, oh, God looks on the heart, you know, so don't judge me. Yeah, God does look on the heart. And he said that wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So that is speaking in terms of what you invest your money in. If you invest your money in worldly clothing that um, causes you to adorn yourself contrary to God's word, then something is lacking in your relationship with him. And I see that when that standard began to be chipped away and attacked and chipped away and attacked, that it started to cross all lines, okay? Mothers didn't want to look like mothers anymore, you know. Uh, Grandmothers didn't want to look like grandmothers anymore. Married women didn't want to look like married women anymore. They wanted to look like they could catch, I want to catch the attention of anybody, any man on the street. I want to catch the attention of women, you know, vice versa. Men, I've seen men step into church um, looking like how we, some people, how pimps used to. Back in back in, in in my younger years, I had pimps in my family, and um, they would dress a certain way that was very flamboyant, very in your face. Hey, it says, "Look at me, I'm somebody, and you better recognize me." I've seen men stepping in church that are professing to be men of God with that same air and that same attitude. But anyway. Let me let me say this. I um, have been so troubled about this that uh, a little over a week ago, I posted something on our Facebook page. I posted a long message, actually, about it. I finally just went ahead and addressed it, and I addressed it from the scriptural perspective. I went from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelations, because the other thing that people will say is that that was under the Old Testament. Okay, that don't apply to us anymore. Well, that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. That's a lie because the dress code is addressed in the New Testament, in the New Testament um, on more than one occasion. So guess what? After the break, I'm going to read that message, and I'm going to talk about some of the scriptures in that message and if you haven't got your tea you need to get your tea or your cool beverage or your preference i am sipping lemonade tonight because i didn't have time to make tea (laughs) i had lemonade with my dinner and i didn't even get to finish my dinner i had to just bring it down switch gears and get ready to be on the air with you all so get your beverage Keep your ears open and your spirits in tune. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. 
and we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, we are talking about fashion tonight, and we are talking about the fact that God does have a dress code. And I was just saying that I've been so troubled by the things that I've been seeing in the body of Christ, in those that profess to belong to God, that I finally posted um, a rather long article, a message on our ministry Facebook page, and to my surprise, I got uh, the most feedback that I've ever received on our ministry Facebook page. I thought for sure if I got any feedback at all that it would be negative, that it would be um, people arguing against me and, and being mad at me and being angry with me because that's what happened to another woman um, Back in March of this year, March 29th to be exact, an article came out. Um, it was in several several uh, media. Per, um, what I say, several media addressed it, but the one in particular that I read. Uh, let's see. It says Bud, Buzz Buzzfeed News. A mom wrote a letter against Notre Dame, Notre Dame students wearing leggings so women wore them in protest. Now, this was a mom who was at the cathedral in the Notre Dame University, okay? And she published this letter, and she said, um, let me see if I can... Find the big, she says, I've thought about writing this letter for a long time. I waited, hoping that fashions would change and such a letter would be unnecessary. But that didn't seem to be happening. I'm not trying to insult anyone 
or infringe upon anyone's rights. I'm just a Catholic mother of four sons with a problem that only girls can solve. And then she put semicolon leggings. Okay. Um, This is a mother who was just speaking to the girls on that campus. She wrote a letter to their newspaper, and she was not speaking to the world. She was speaking to the girls on that campus. And she she goes on to say that she wrote, the article says that she wrote that while attending Mass. So um, Mass is what the Catholics equate to, uh, you know, the same thing that I would equate to a church service, okay? So Mass, they were, she was attending Mass, and um, she was on a visit there, and she said a group of young women all wearing very snug-fitting leggings and all wearing short-waisted tops so that the lower body was uncovered except for the leggings, Okay. She described the young women as looking like the leggings had been painted on their blackly naked rear ends. Okay. She goes on to say she was ashamed for the young women at Mass. I thought of all the other men around and behind us who couldn't help but see their behinds. She wrote, imploring the female students to cover their nakedness so that unsavory men wouldn't ogle them and upstanding men like her sons wouldn't be forced to avoid looking at their nether regions. And she goes on to say that leggings are so naked, so form-fitting, so exposing. Could you think of the mothers of sons the next time you go shopping and consider Possibly an alternative, wearing jeans. I I don't even recommend jeans, to be honest with you. Not jean pants. Not jean pants that are tight pants, for sure. If you're going to wear jeans to work out in the yard or ride, you know, some horse riding or roping or whatever, I, I can deal with that. I can understand that. But to me, they don't have to be fitting every single curb to accomplish that there's another message that you're sending when that's the case. Um, It's not comfort. It's not comfort. But then she went on to say, you know, that she's trying to raise young sons who will not treat women as sex objects, that they will not look at women as sex objects or someone to just be ogled and, you know, taken advantage of, but to treat them with respect and so forth and so on. There was such an outcry from the students, the young women at that campus, such an, a rebellion and an outcry that they decided to do the very opposite. They criticized her and they decided to have legging protests days where they were going to encourage people to wear their leggings and to wear the tightest ones that they can find. I'm telling you, I've been seeing this in the body of Christ. I've been seeing this where women who profess to be women of God and women who love the Lord, so they say, are dressing like this in public. And you can see all their business. And that, my friends, was a little rant that I didn't intend to get to right right away. 
<laughs> I had it in my notes, but I actually didn't intend to get there until later. But I'm just going with the flow here. I'm going with the flow here. So back to what I was originally saying is that I was surprised that the responses that we received, we had over a thousand reached on our Facebook page. And we had about 120 responses, which I've never gotten before. And all of them were were in agreement. All of them were saying, amen. All of them were saying, yes, Lord, I got it. Like it touched them somewhere. It touched their hearts. It pricked them. They agreed with it, or maybe they have been concerned about it themselves. Maybe they were taught this way. I don't know exactly. But only one person came back with a smart comment and said, worry about yourself, which I wasn't concerned about that. I was just so happy to get the feedback and to see that it was positive, okay? So I'm like, Lord, what is this about? What, you know, out of all the things that we've posted, I expected backlash, but I, that's not what I got. So I'm hoping and praying that that means that people are ready for the 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 truth, that they're ready for the meat of the word, because to me this is meat, you know, if you want to remain a baby Christian, you, I'm not saying you can't even be a Christian and dress that way. I'm not saying that you can't be a Christian. I'm saying that your walk is immature. I'm saying that you are still carnal, that you're still um, concerned with appeasing your flesh, yourself, your flesh, and not the things of the spirit. So I'm not saying your salvation is tied up in it, but I am saying, like my husband said, that when you are born again and you truly want to be identified with Christ, you will line up with whatever he says to you in the word. Okay? So that's why I call it meat. That's the meat of the word. It's not the milk. It's not milk and toast anymore. This is meat. This is when you start getting into heavy stuff. So let me read to you some of the article that I um, that I posted. All right, it says this. My Bible tells me that men are not to wear anything pertaining to a woman, and women are not to wear anything pertaining to men. Okay? If you need a scripture reference, that's, Deuteronomy 22 and 5, okay? Then I went on to say, Jezebel painted her face and tired her head, hoping to entice her enemy to spare her from death. Jezebel was an evil woman, not a godly woman. The emphasis there is the fact that she was using eye makeup and makeup to try to create a false image so that she could seduce her enemy and hope that she would, you know, like weaken him so that he wouldn't complete his assignment, which was to destroy her and not only her, but her whole kingdom because of the evil that she was um, promoting in, in the land at the time. Okay. Um, I, in my article, I skipped to, to the story of Jezebel, which is found in the book of Kings, but I want to go back and say that I didn't put this in the article, but also, uh, did I write that right? Let's see. Also, in the book of Genesis, let me go back a little bit further. In the book of Genesis, 
the first outfit that God intended for mankind was skin. Okay, let me just clarify that first. It was skin. It was nakedness. Okay, just like he made animals, you know, hippos and whatnot, they have a skin and that, you know, that that was the first outfit for us. No, there was no need for an additional covering, an extra covering. Okay, there was no sin. There was no lust. There was no vanity, no pride, no, um, nothing that was contrary to God at the time. Okay, that can be found in the book of Genesis. 3 and 21. Then after the fall, when mankind lost their innocence and they brought shame upon themselves, realized that they were naked, they needed a covering. Okay? The innocence was gone. People couldn't look at each other anymore without wrong thoughts and lust and so forth and so on. And so God created animal skins for them to be clothed with. Okay? Then the third dress um, where where dressing is a dre- dressing is apparel is addressed was in the law in Deuteronomy 22 and 5 um, is when I said what I said about men um, not to wear anything pertaining to women and women not to be wearing anything pertaining to men. Okay, so let's see uh, Leviticus Leviticus 19 and 19 it. It was another law where God began to tell them that they are also not to mix types of fabric. They were not supposed to mix wool, and they were not supposed to mix something else. I forget what the other fabric was, Um, and there was a reason for that, which I won't try to unpack right now because I'm coming up on a break. But back to my article, um, then I skip over to the virtuous woman, which is found in Proverbs. The virtuous woman clothes herself with scarlet, so there's nothing wrong with pretty colors. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple, nothing wrong with fine linens, okay? But strength, ah, there's the break. There's the break. I'll be back after the break to finish this up. <laughs> the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. This is the Tokenet Radio Network. Radio with. 
with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, I'm running out of time, so I'm going to try to um, finish this tonight. Um, Before I continue, though, I just thought about something while I was listening to the commercial, and I wanted to emphasize this. When, when, When God decided after the fall of man that they needed a covering, <laughs> that was God's decision. God decided that they needed to be covered at that point, that apparel was necessary at that point, okay? I don't know to to what extent, you know, if it was from the neck to the ankles, but he said they needed to be covered, okay? So just hold that thought. Then let me go back to my article and say, that um, the virtuous woman that I was talking about with her scarlet and her silk and her purple, um, those things were all fine. You know, God talked about how she's worthy of honor and worthy to be praised, not only for her clothing, there were other attributes that were very important. But then he says in the word, strength and honor are her clothing. And she shall rejoice in time to come. So the emphasis is here, it's okay to have nice clothing, silk and purple. There's, there's, an, there's a purpose for, for that type of apparel. There's an occasion for that type of apparel. It's not your everyday apparel. It's not the kind of apparel that you wear, you know, um, to do your house cleaning and things like that and, and just maybe to run errands and things like that, but it's fine. But the main thing that God was looking for and praising was the strength and the honor that she was clothed with. And the 
the the proverbs tells you the characteristics that that she also had that um that describe this strength and this honor so then let me go on to say that in old testament and in ancient times it was very apparent when someone was in grief when they were grieving because they wore sackcloth and ashes okay that was the custom that meant that there was a time and place for grief and this is what this is what our apparel is saying our apparel is saying that we are in mourning that we are in 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 anguish and 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 that needed to be known they wanted it to be expressed okay there's this is a long article and i might be able to touch on some more of it but i went from the genesis to revelation like i said and if i can come back to it i will but i wanted to pause here and give my husband a chance to um add to this topic because what he said earlier was just so um so on point so let's hear a man's perspective before we run out of time okay well when um first of all when when adam and eve had realized that they sinned they covered up because they were embarrassed and they were ashamed of being naked. Now, the same enemy that told them that they were naked and that told them that God doesn't know what he's talking about, you can eat from this tree, it's the same enemy today that is telling them not to have any shame. Mm. You don't have to have shame. You can You can go as close to naked as the law will allow. Hmm. And the leggings is a major statement because it's really just a thicker layer of pantyhose or stockings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and pantyhose and stockings were always made to give you shape when you wore a dress. Hmm. It was made to pull everything together and 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 give you shape and give you a silkiness and a smoothness so your clothes wouldn't stick to you, but it would it would create a flow that would make the dress look better. It would make it would make the outfit, it would enhance the outfit. But now mm-hmm. the enemy is saying you don't need the outfit. Mm. Wow. Put on mm. put on the undergarment and wear that so we can show your curves, your shape everything that you have to wear and it's it's sold to the women in a such a way that to the young women to where they think it's innocent mm-hmm. but it's a mm-hmm. switch it could be i can be innocent and i'm just wear this is what i wear cuz i can be comfortable and i'm minding my business everybody mm-hmm. else is wearing it or it can be i can turn flip the switch and say i want to draw some attention i want to be sexy Mm-hmm. And it's the same mm-hmm. outfit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the attitude behind the outfit is, one, I can be dumb and naive, mm. and the wolf is watch, walking around watching me. Or mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. I can I can be alluring and make the wolves watch me. But either way, the wolf is going to, 
it's going to be um, rustled up. He's going to he's going to be worked up. And so, what's going on now? You got and I see it every day. I work downtown. You see. 40, 50, 60-year-old men with wives and families and grandkids breaking their necks, turning around because of what a woman has on. Hmm. And they're doing it in front of other women. They don't care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and so the men are really, if they're not strong, they're led to the slaughter because Hmm. The women are leading them. They're enticing them. Mm-hmm. They're stirring mm-hmm. up fire in the men, and they're be- and, the, and the men don't even realize that they're being led to the slaughter. Mm-hmm. And 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 if it's affecting forty, fifty, sixty-year-old men, you know how it's affecting the thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, twenty-one-year-old who are who hormones are out of control. The young, and ergo, the and young athlete. Then, correct. And then when you put that in the church, now can you talk about that a little bit? When you put that whole scenario that you just said in the church, what's the difference in that? When it's in the church and nobody's correcting it or checking it, the men in the church are now distracted. And rather than hearing what's going on or, you know, putting being wholeheartedly involved, they're distracted. And that's a trick of the enemy and the and the people who wear the clothes don't even realize that they're that they're pawns. That they're pawns unless their plan is to go in and I'm gonna see how many men I can attract today. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. It's it's either it's either their plan or they're being a pawn, and they go in, and and what it does is they're doing the devil's work to to spoil souls and to pull people away from God. So if you go to church and sit in the service and and hear nothing that goes on that was meant for you, but you're distracted because this woman has a split of her side and a leg cross, you know, and you can see her whole thigh. And she's sitting in in eye view. It's like, what are you going to hear? Unless the old women go and say, here, put this covering over you mm-hmm. because this is inappropriate. That's right. And either the woman's going to go, yes, ma'am, or she's going to get up and be offended and walk out. Right. So either you're, you're a pawn or, or you meant to do it. Either way, mm-hmm. it's wrong. Right, right. It's wrong for godly women. Um, we've only got three minutes left, so um, I would like to encourage people to go to our Facebook page, Equipping the Saints Ministries Facebook page. You can read the whole article, the whole message, and then um, pray about what we're saying. I just believe that the Holy Spirit, if your heart is for God, and you really want to please God, I don't believe this will be a struggle for you. I was in the fashion world. Um, I still had a church upbringing, and I still had uh, a a lot of knowledge in the Word of God. 
So I grew up being taught these things, but at one point I had rebelled against them myself to a degree. And when God began to deal with my heart, I gladly laid this down and began to make the changes that he recommended for me because I began to see that his standard was higher and better for me than I had for myself. And um, he even said to me that I would walk in a greater anointing in terms of ministry. Um, That's why you don't see deliverance. That's why you don't see people being set free and actually being converted because not only this area, but a lot of areas, people are conforming to the ways of the world. Um, We also offer a women's workshop called The Virtuous Woman, a woman's workshop where we can come in and do some training and teaching on this very thing. You know, some people back in the day would have called it finishing school. That's what the world would have called it. Well, I think in the body of Christ, they, they <laughs> our young women and, and even our older women now, they need teaching about how to present themselves as women of God. It's very important because it's a reflection of your relationship, your commitment, and your identification with Christ. Thank you, Chris, for helping me out tonight. We'll be back with more at another time. God be with you. Good night.